to Tea and K-Drama here on the Tea and Gauntless Network, a show where two best friends sit down and watch K-Dramas. We laugh, drink tea, and most of the time, yell at the characters we love to hate. Let's get into the good stuff. That was rough to see that end of episode four. Yeah, where do you even... Where do we even begin? That was that was wild. Definitely an episode that was more about like friendship and betrayal. Um, we had like so John D had her. She has like one friend at the school. I mean, aside from you know the boys who are like that's complicated. But um, she had like this one girlfriend that she you know rescued from Gujumpyo bullying her in episode one and. Um, and that's how she kind of caught Gujumpyo's attention because she like stood up to him. But like the two girls have been really sweet and they've been friends and everything has seemed adorable. And then, I mean, I'm just going to, I'm just going to like, we're not even going to lead up to this. Like she, the friend, the friend, it turns out is, has been madly, you know, obsessed with Gujumpyo since you know, kindergarten, because they've all been to the same school forever, except John D. And she, there was this insane setup um, where she, she, I guess, hired some guy. um, And, you know, she took, uh, she took John D out um, to like a club or whatever, and was like, oh, we're gonna have like a great time. And then um, they're both drinking. Also, there was an episode in this, in that scene, in that nightclub scene where like John D wasn't in the room or whatever, because she clearly wasn't really having a good time. This was not her scene. And, um, and the girl who we had previously thought was literally so sweet and like shy and, you know, just, just like really like too good for the world. Right. Um, mm-hmm. in, in like a good way, not in like a, I'm too good for the world way. She, some random girl stumbles up against her and spills her drink on her and she like cuts this girl down she's like how dare you like you with that kind of figure like you don't belong in a place like this like it it was in it was honestly it was so yeah it was so like deeply like personally cutting in this just like really mean way and she slapped her and she slapped her like, yeah, it was actual cruelty, the way right. she was behaving. She said a line that was, if you're ugly, you can, it was along the lines of, if you're ugly, you can at least dance, but you can't even dance. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, she decked her, decked her to like the girl fall onto her knees, like onto the ground. Yeah. It was, just, it was, it, that was just straight up yeah. cruelty and a huge, as you're saying, character turn. For it this was character, we thought that was shock. sweet. Like, we had no, we had no lead up into this. There were no clues. There were no signs. And yeah, and so, but anyway, so so John D wakes up. She okay. So John D is, you know, and she's she's drinking, or we assume it's alcohol. She has a green bottle. I think that's soju, that's, right? I thought that was okay. Perrier. I thought it was a Perrier Maybe bottle. it was Perrier. Maybe it was I, Perrier. I think, we don't I think know. it was because the way she was drinking it was more as like, oh, I'm parched. I want water. But she runs and she encounters this man who plays the guitar. And of course, you know, another guitarist. Yeah, another he was musician. like dancing. He was like playing at the nightclub or whatever with his band. And they go to a rooftop and they go he offers her his water. And yeah. she passes out again. The number of times she wakes After up in like strange beds. The, the third. By the way. 
Yeah, she passes out, and then the next shot is we see her waking up in this kind of, like, tacky hotel room-looking place, and she In clothes that were not hers. Right. Her clothes are strewn over the floor. Her clothes are strewn all over the room, and she's in... She is wearing clothes, but it's, like... Kind of like can, a, like a tank top undershirt sort of situation. I don't know if she was wearing those under her clothes to start with, or if somebody put her in them. I I don't know. Um, it looked more like a nightgown than actual undergarments. Yeah, in my opinion. And then and she looks around and she's she's like, oh, you know, I'm I don't feel good. And and she looks around and she sees writing on the mirror in red lipstick. Okay. And and it says, like, thanks for a good time or something like that. And she's like, I don't have any memory of this. I don't know what happened. There's no way that I, like, right? Like, there's no, like, I would feel different, right? Like, there's no way. And she's just kind of trying to sort of process this. And um, which I'm pretty sure I would have a harder time with. I think that she... You know, was doing pretty well. Um, just sort of compartmentalizing that, and uh, and a little, so a little she, too well in my t- to yeah, to my, in my opinion. I don't. I, I don't think that they. I don't, I don't think that like was particularly it. realistic. Yeah, I for me don't like it when characters are so. Oh, something must have happened, and they don't go to. Oh, I was drugged. Yeah, yeah. This. It's, oh no! Like yeah. they can't. They don't. They don't formulate to words. They don't cut to the chase. And it's yeah. so much, oh, something must have happened. Someone must have tricked me. It's not what you think. Yeah. Why are we avoiding the, so the she, main thing? She goes, to, she goes to school the next day, and the trio of mean girls are start, like, pulling her hair and, like, jumping all over her. And they're, like, they're getting physical. And they're, like... How, uh, mm-hmm. uh, this is the kind of person you are. We knew you weren't innocent. Like you, you know, how could you do this to Gujim Pyo? Like when you insult the F four, you insult us. When you, you know, uh, whatever, like go home, like transfer, like you don't belong here. You're terrible, basically. And they drag her to, they drag her to a TV, I guess, where like these images are playing, and everybody's kind of gathered around, and there are pictures of. John D asleep, you know, eyes closed in this, you know, tank top situation um, with a guy whose face is like deliberately blurred out. out. Um, And he's like posing with her and, you know, and they're in bed, you know, they're under the covers. And, and it's just, there's, there's like a lot of this and in every single one, her eyes are closed, but you know, and uh, it doesn't, you know, look if people are looking for a reason to not like her, which they have been from the beginning, then like, this is a pretty clear, um, this is a good excuse. So, uh, and then Gujim Pyo comes in and, oh my gosh. And it was so cute because he was so happy that morning because he like woke up and he straightened his hair and he wore his uniform and he like, we flash back to all of the things that she was complaining about him like reasons why she didn't mm-hmm. like him in previous episodes. She's like, I hate that you bully people. I hate that you never wear your uniform. I hate your stupid curly hair and your stupid arrogant attitude and blah blah blah. And um and so we kind of flash back to those moments and he's he like gets his hair straightened. He wears his uniform. Like he's really excited to go to school that day and see her. And um and 
And instead, he's kind of confronted with this. You know, the mean girls go and get him and they're like, look, look at this terrible girl. Look what she did to you. Like, you know, and he is. um, Well, he doesn't take it. I think his reaction to that was he was hurt. He felt betrayed, which is curious because this is a rumor seemingly with photos, which do look fairly staged. But it's a rumor to break up a rumor because he and John D aren't actually a couple, but a rumor is started that they're a couple at the beginning of this episode, which he's all for. But John yeah, D is he, not. He publicly confirmed that they were dating, slung his arm around her shoulders and dragged her off. And she's like, no, 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 wait. Um, she's definitely having feelings for him now based on that reaction. She did not want him to see that photo. She did not want. She she was handling everyone else and trying to sort out what was going on. But once he showed up, she then threw herself in front of the screen and was like, this isn't what it looks like. Someone tricked me. She's she's definitely clearly moved from a pure hatred relationship to a love-hate relationship. I think that's where we're at. Because there's they're something still very – like their whole relationship is very – well, not in these past moments, but it's very like bickery. Like they're always bickering with each other. And um, it's kind of adorable. But – uh yeah, I think she's simultaneously disgusted by like everything that he stands for. And um but she's like she's like sort of unwillingly starting to like him because he's I don't know. He's Well, moments began to change. <laughs> well, moments began to change for these two when they got trapped on the roof while they were overlooking the city. Just oh. chatting and having that cute argument of, those are satellites. No, those are stars. Are you silly? Those are satellites. How could there be that many satellites up there? Well, obviously they are satellites. How could you be so dumb saying these are stars? That was that was pretty cute. But then they get trapped up yeah. there. And he's not well adjusted to the cold. He's been, well, back well, up tracking okay. further. So he's been waiting so for four episode, hours for her. The episode pretty much starts. Well, okay. Oh, wait, hang on. We got it. Wow. Okay, a lot happened. I was just really hung up on the friendship betrayal thing. Okay, so the episode starts. There. I have a recap here, Kat. One she, second. I have a she, recap. John D and Ji Woo are in the middle of a fight still. That does not go well. And then they send So Hyun off to the airport, except Ji Woo isn't. Ji Hu? Ji. What is this? So it's Ji Woo is the, is the young man who's in love with Sion. Yeah. With Seo Hyun. And she's says her good grand goodbyes and he also has decided he's going to follow after her to Paris. So he's out of the picture entirely, which I did not expect that yeah, he's that just was gone. Yes. So he's he gone pees. in the first ten minutes and he does not right. he does not come back at all. Except for a flashback that except, okay, John D except, has. Except this is important. So he he the last time that we saw him, he was very angry with John D for begging um, so Hyun to stay uh, f- for his sake, for his happiness. He was very angry with her, and um, and then and then in this scene, he tells everybody that he's actually on the next flight out, and um, he's going to follow her to Paris. And um, and they're like, oh, you know, you like good job, like yeah, go after her, like you love her, whatever. And um, and somebody says something like, oh, how did you like? get this idea or how did you like what changed your mind or whatever and he's like well actually it was it was John D and he like slings his arm around her shoulders and kind of hugs her 
And he's like, you, you know, thank you. Like you were the one who gave me the courage to like, to, to know that like sometimes it takes courage to beg or something like that. Um, but anyway, his attitude towards her changed dramatically and he was now like grateful to her for, uh, what she had done like on his behalf. Um, so we're mm-hmm. leaving things. So even though he's out of the picture um, for the indefinite future, we're not leaving things on a sour note between them. We're leaving things on a sweet note. Oh, and he kisses her forehead um, as he leaves. That's like the last thing that he does, which you could tell by the reactions of everybody that that is like a really big deal. Um, it was it's definitely not. I think the physical contact is not something that's done casually at all. Um, and so for him to do that, like you could kind of see the reactions of the boys. They were all like, Oh, you know, it was just, I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah. It, it ended that mini arc very soon. So they switched it very much into what is happening between Junpyo and John D. They, they go to that rooftop, they get locked up there. Well, Wait. First of all, he. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I know. I'm so he excited goes. to talk about them getting trapped in the car. So, yeah. Junpyo takes John D out for coffee. Oh no, no! Before that, walks her out. Go for goes for a drive, and they have coffee, and they're by an airport. And he's telling John D, "This is the only time I'll ever say this." <laughs> John D says her full name. You and I, and then an airplane just flies over. And completely covers up what he was about to say. So we don't know. Nor does John D know what it was he was saying. And then the plane sound leaves. And she's like, what did he say? And then Junpyo has a glow down. He's wearing a beanie cap. He's wearing a hoodie. He walks up to John D at school and is like, be at this place and don't be late or else. You know, don't and be she, don't be later or dead or something like that, whatever. And she's she's just kinda like, meh, you know, and she he, doesn't really take him seriously. Nor should she have, because he did not he looked <laughs> so casual this. compared to his usual dress. It he's looked like he was this. having a little like teen life crisis. I don't know. I mean, he looked I did prefer um the little beanie to his <laughs> absurd curly hair, but anyway, it's it fine. It looked good. It did look yeah. good on so, him okay. it was different we'll just say it was different for <laughs> it his was look. Different. it was different in a in a in a in a promising way um so then so i guess it's i don't know what it is it's black friday or something it's some big sale day clearly it's like a big deal uh and so then she's with her mom and her mom is dragging her out shopping and they're like on a mission and um and so you can tell that they're shopping and like fighting over stuff in the store for a while and then she comes out they, they the two of them come out of the shop and it's snowing you can tell they've been in there for a while and she's like oh it's snowing and then um and then she suddenly remembers what Gujun Pyo had said to her like that she needs to be at this place at four o'clock and then and she turns to her mom and she's like so if if somebody like nobody would wait if like they told someone to be there you know, four hours ago in the snow and that person never really promised, they never really said that they would. And the mom is like, only somebody crazy would do that. And John D is like, yeah, only somebody crazy. Then she's like, that crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> she goes and she's like, mom, I'll see you later. I have to go. And and she runs and she runs to where she's supposed to meet him. And she can't find him. She can't find him. And then she sees him. He is like 
He has been in the snow for four hours. He is in a coat, but like not dressed appropriately to be in the snow for four hours. He's basically a snowman. He is, he's just, <laughs> and he's like shivering, like he's almost dead, like in a corner, but he is there. And she's like, what are you doing? Um, and so they kind of argue, whatever. She's like, I'm going to take you for a hot drink. Um, and so they go and um, and she gets him a, a hot coffee or whatever from this uh, like vending machine, because I guess you can get hot coffee out of a vending machine now. Well, at least in, in South Korea. Um, and so that was cool, whatever. And then they go up, uh, they go up into this area um, where there's a really good view and they drink the, they drink the coffee and they start arguing over stars versus satellites, whatever. <laughs> and they, and, and they, but they go down to leave and the guy who manages the building or whatever has locked up early he didn't see anybody there and he didn't go up to check mm-hmm. because he got a phone call that he has to go so he he locked up the doors so they got stuck outside all night and he and Gudrun Pio gets like kind of sick like he's not doing very well he's already been really seriously chilled for four hours and so she kind of has to take care of him a little bit um overnight and just wrap him up in like clothes and stuff and anyway so they kind of spend the night together um and well, that's the scene where I think she really starts to yeah, see him more than just this rich, horrible, preppy boy. She's had glimmers before of like where he's starting to be more human to her, but she here she's beginning to see him. Oh, he does feel things. He does get sick. He's not always capable of handling every single situation. Well, and she also complimented him saying, like, you actually are smart sometimes. Like, you actually get it. And he's like, yeah, of course I do. Yeah. Um, Do you remember what that was about, what that was in regards to? Because I don't recall. Well, she actually had come to him. There's a scene where John D actually comes to Jim Pio to get advice about emotions of, is it okay to not say something in order to support someone you love to do something else that they may want and to she, do rather than have a relationship with you. Yeah. And she's talking about Jihoo. Um, and she's talking about Jihoo and Junpyo actually gives her some sage advice, which she's like, Oh, you actually know some things. He's like, yeah, that's yeah. how I see things. So that was seeing her go to him for advice on something that important, which is, you know, her emotions and her hope to have a relationship with Jihoo was sweet. So I think that, then having to go into precisely with that, then going into taking care of him when he's obviously getting sick from being out in the cold. This, this man does not have a good immune system for cold weather. Just like you, he's, Rachel. Uh, I'm not that bad. The number of times that your lips have turned literally purple and you are constantly getting sick from being cold, which. All right. Um, fair, fair enough. But I. I I at least would know to wear a warmer coat than what he wore. I would have a hat and I would, I would be prepared Listen, at least. Rachel, he didn't know that he was going to be stuck out in the snow outside for four hours. If you didn't know that you were going to be stuck outside in the snow <laughs> for four hours, you might have been underprepared oh. too. Um, oh, I see. Yes, you are, you're right then. I would be sick. And you would be dead. With a fever. You would be dead. I don't dead. know about dead. <laughs> I'd you be would, on my way though. You would be in the emergency room. Um, okay, but... There okay, was no, wait, a wait, sweet wait, I, line... Okay. Let me quick on that note of him waiting and I'll let you get to your thing. There was a sweet line he said of I would to 
John D. He said, I was, she was saying like, why would you wait so long? And he said something along the lines of, I was excited to wait for you because I've never waited for anyone before. And I thought that was really, that was really sweet. I know. I just melted in that egotistic way of his where he's like, he's like, I've never waited for anyone before. I was excited about it. It was just like, he's so, he's like on another universe, you know, but he's just like, he's so cute in his own little bubble way of trying to like exit his bubble very slightly. (laughs) It's so, he's so confused. Like it's, it's kind of adorable. Um, But yeah, but that's what I was going to say. You were, um, you were talking about how her, John Dee's feelings for him kind of changed when she took care of him, saw that he was, you know, kind of human. He could get sick just like anybody else. He needed help just like anybody else. And I do agree with that. But I also think that another layer of that is the fact that he waited for her outside for four hours in the snow and he and she couldn't pin him down about how long he would have continued to wait if she didn't show up. And and I think that that really just, although I'm going to argue that that is toxic behavior and you should definitely leave um, if somebody is making you wait and not showing up and it's snowing. Like, you should definitely leave and get somewhere warm. That's absurd. Do not wait in the snow for four hours. But um, But I think in her mind, like, that was a very, like, it showed that he cared. Again, I think this is toxic, but mm-hmm. um, but it showed that he cared. And so she sort of, like, he made an effort for her. Like, he he sacrificed for her to, in a, in a stupid, unnecessary way, but he did. And, um, and she responded to that, I think. I, I understand that there's intent for a romantic gesture behind, oh, I'll wait for you all day. I understand the sentiment. But in the playing out of it, is that actually a wise choice? And since we're, I mean, on the real side, if we're talking about like romantic partner, do you want someone who just shows up five hours later? Like, oh yeah, I remember to be here. Why are you still here? Oh yeah, no, not at all. No, this That's, is terrible. Just... This, is, this is not life advice. We do not follow this. Listen, I originally billed this to you as the non-supernatural Korean version of Twilight. And... Um, this is one of those moments where toxic behavior is shown in a quote-unquote romantic light, and um, we do mm-hmm. not agree with that. Red flag. No. Red flag. Red, red flags. Red flags all around. Yeah. For that. There's there's healthier ways to show rom- romantic gestures and have yeah, building blocks have for and not a relationship. And not to death to prove, a point, to prove that you care about something. That, that's fucking dumb. Anyway, yes. So lots of lots of growth for our characters here with uh, Junpyo and John D. Oh but wait, okay. So let's, there. let's let's jump back because we we're jumping all around here. So okay, so betrayal. Okay, so right. Okay, so Gu Junpyo uh, sees the photos on the TV screen, and the whole crowd is around watching this happen, and he basically. He's like, she's like, this isn't what you think it is. And he's like, well, tell me one thing. Like, is that you in in those photos? 
and she just, you know, kind of like a tear falls down her cheek and he's like, yeah. So he, he walks away. Oh, and he's like, he's like, uh, I like from this day, I don't know you or something really dramatic. Cause she says, she basically says like, it doesn't matter whether you believe me or not. Like, I don't care. It it doesn't matter because I know that I didn't do this. And I know that this doesn't, that this looks bad, but it isn't what it looks like. And, um, and he's like, okay, well, you don't care about my opinion. I don't care about yours. Um, I don't know you. And he walks away and, uh, and everybody starts like, again, physically bullying her. The level of assault that has happened in this Holy last episode, I, I I was taken aback with it. I know we saw some intense stuff in the first episode with the bullying, but then this one came back at another peak level of, oh my lord, like how is this happening at a school? Such blatant, they're dragging her down, they're saying take your clothes off, they're messing with her hair. Yeah, they were and... trying to tell her to take off her uniform because she needed to transfer. She didn't belong there. And so they were, like, pulling at her uniform. It, it was... And the cafeteria. All uh, of yeah. taking place in the cafeteria. Where I... I Where is I'm the adult supervision? I would like to know. Yes, the school, I... The the reputation it has and, like, this, this bullying <laughs> issue is still... It just... It astounds me that, that that's... But gone. remember, like, the reality of it is just like, how's it gone to waste for so long? And I know it's it's a, it's a soap opera in a way, and there's a level of heightened reality that these things get away with. But I'm like, but my Rachel, God. Rachel, remember, this school <sighs> is run by Shark Mom. Okay. The school is run by Gujin Pyo's mother, who is terrifying and cares way too much about social values and stuff. So, um, it, well, social status. And so I think that that is kind of. You know, there's a bit of a trickle down effect there on the on the students. Maybe I found myself very frustrated with those with those points of how is this still getting worse and worse? Oh yeah. So, and the whole school it turns on a dime. Oh, you're Joan Pio's girlfriend. All the girls want to talk to you. Oh, you cheated on him. Oh, we're gonna destroy your life and make you into like have a living hell. The, the, yeah, the kids are physically tormenting her and she is having it. And this is not in a, this is, there is, there's no element of, there was a little bit of an element of like silliness in the bullying when she was bullied before. Not the bullying is ever silly. It's always serious. But in the way that it was shown and the way that it was played out, like she was kind of, she was frustrated, obviously, but she wasn't, um, she didn't feel, she didn't feel targeted in such a way that she was truly like beaten down and crushed. And like, that's how it felt in, in these, mm-hmm. like it was, there was no, there was, there was no element of like, well, I'm, you know, I'm scrappy and I can let this roll right off my back and I don't care what mm-hmm. you think. Like she was being beaten down. Um her so spirit to fight back was a bit broken with this. And I don't know if that's a mixture of just the level they're going after her or if it is tied a little bit to her being despondent because she realized that Jim Pyo thinks horrible, thinks that she did a horrible thing. I think so. I 100% think it's a combination mm-hmm. of those things. Um, but then the next thing that we see happen is that Gu Jun Pyo gets a hotel key card 
given to him secretly somehow. I don't know if I was paying attention there. Not secretly. It was the girl in the red coat who was John Dee's quote unquote friend, the one who set her up, the one who had her drugged, had the photos taken, well, no. had her brought to the hotel room. I know, but did we know that from the beginning? She was one we who did. Okay. Because they go to a wide shot of Jun Pyo working with his katana skills, and then a girl in a bright red coat hands him a key. We see her in the wide. We don't know who it is. Cut two. He's going into the hotel. room. He's going room. into the hotel room, and it's the hotel. It's the same Behind one that we him saw. And all the, the pictures girl in the red are coat. printed out. All the pictures of of John mm-hmm. D and the guy are printed out. They're on the bed, and he I don't know throws a chair or something. He he go he goes into a rage, and the girl. Her quote unquote friend is standing outside the doorway and she goes in and she's like crying and she's like, she's like, for a bitch like John D, like, how are you reacting this way? And he's like, he's like, wait, what? Why are you saying that? Aren't you her friend? And she's like, she basically says, I don't care about her. I care about you. And he's like, what? It was, wow. What a turn. I think his reaction to that was appropriate. He, she was trying to get into his space very intimately, and he, he shoved her away, not too forcefully, but he got space between him and her and left and just yeah. got out of there because she was going on about how she loves him. How could he love someone like John D? What is it about John D that catches his eye? Why her and, and not he, me? Yeah. Exactly. So he it gets was, out, and as he leaves, he then puts together the pieces of what John D was saying. Someone tricked me. It isn't what you think. And he realizes now that she was betrayed by her so-called friend. Right. And that's why she, you know, fell for it so easily or whatever. Because one of the things that he – it was so mean. One of the things that he threw in her face when um, when they were in front of the TV and he was, like, finding out about this was uh, or seeing the pictures for the first time was he was like – if it was a trick, like, what kind of person are you that you were tricked so easily? And I was like, bro, hold back. And anyway, and so now he sees that it was, like, the one girl that she was really close to, like, her her really good friend and who did this. And he's, he's obviously uh, having more sympathy for this setup. So, um, yeah, so he kind of stalks off and – we see his mindset sort of change a little bit. And then I think we cut back to John D, right? Being bullied. John D gets bullied again. There's a bit more of scene with her. The other two of what's left of the Fab Four are helping her try to piece together who drugged her. And they're kind of mafia style going after this guy because they saw the tattoo. It's a scorpion. They're hunting him down, doing oh, cash deals. Have yeah. their bodyguards beating up the guy who knows but won't talk i'm just like these are but high was, schoolers but the How point is this, this the point intense. the point which was really sweet is that the other two well because um jihu is off in paris or whatever so he's out of the picture but the other two friends who are left of four friends are like they like in the moment when um when Gujumpyo was like, I don't know you anymore. And he walked away and rejected her. They followed him. But afterwards, they go to her and they're like, okay, like, we're gonna, we're gonna help. Like, this is terrible. We're gonna help you figure out what happened. Um, And so they, so they have her back, if not in a public way, uh, at least they, (laughs) in some way. Yes. Um, So there was, there was a whole thing there. And that was, that was cute. Uh, It was ridiculous. However, back 
to John D. then. So we end on kind of a heavier, um, not kind of, well, really end on a heavier note. She's riding her bike. Two of her classmates pull up a chain, force her bike to flip over. She goes flying through the air and crashes spectacularly onto the ground. And she gets up. She's bleeding. Her legs are bleeding. Her mouth is bleeding. Her nose is bleeding. And then everyone around her is throwing balls tomatoes of paste at her. Tomatoes. And, and her bike is set on fire. Yeah. They, uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. And she, and she stands up and she, or this is before the tomatoes. This is after the bike, but before the tomatoes. And she stands up and she's, you know, assessing the damage and stuff. And she's like, she's like, is this all you have? Like, do more, like try harder. And it was just, it was a really like, but it was not a, it was not in the plucky, you know, comedic heroine who's, you know, scrappy kind of way that, that her, that she, um, was in like the first episode, first couple episodes. She was. Mm-hmm. This was a very like gritty, real moment where she's like, she was. She's coming from a heavy place. Like she's just been rejected um, by this guy that she's starting to have feelings for, and certainly has a complicated relationship with. And her, fr- oh, she doesn't know that her friend has betrayed her yet. We haven't. She seen does not that. know. But she has been very publicly humiliated because even when she went to the hotel to look for evidence of who this guy was, people, other guests at the hotel are giving her these weird looks. Did you see that? The other patrons and even the people at the, the attendants at the hotel were giving her this strange side eye of like, I've seen you before. Yeah. And it was not a good encounter. Yeah. Or you're, or, or you're notorious is how yeah. I know you. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so these pictures were taken. Were they, how publicized were they? Obviously the whole school saw them, but like, did they go outside of that? Gu Pyo is basically famous. Like he's an heir of, you know, mm-hmm. the richest, most powerful family in Korea is basically yeah. what the point that they're making. Well, on that note, why don't we hop, this is kind of a heavy topic, like the way it ended yeah. on the episode, but yeah. why don't we hop so, a little bit does, of levity? It, it Wait, but it ends with, like, the last shot is of her kind of standing up and saying, like, do more. And then they start throwing the tomatoes at her. So it was just, like, a rough, like, we ended in the middle of that bully scene. Yes. Just, and yeah. then she collapses to the ground again. And then it cuts to the always, always uh, plucky and upbeat end credit song, which is quite the opposite of how I was feeling at the end of the episode. Yeah. But let's, let's, uh, we've kind of neared the end of the arc of what happened episode, but let's kind of pop up to some like more levity bits. I, it was so cute when John D was like, oh my gosh, her parents are going to freak out. And Jim Pio had sent all those clothes as a thank you for her basically saving him in the cold. And then her mom was like, you saved the heir to this empire. You basically saved the Korean economy. (laughs) Yeah, that was really funny. That was really sweet. She goes in after her night, like shivering in the cold with Gu Jun Pyo. um, She goes into her family's house and she's like, her eyes are downcast. She's like bowing as she enters. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll never do it again. She's like clearly expecting to be met with horror for having stayed out all night. And, um, and instead, like (laughs) her family, her mom and dad and little brother are there and they're just grinning and they're like, you're, they're like, you did such a good job. You know, and she's like, how do you know this? And they're like, oh, well, you know, he sent us these gifts or whatever. And it's like clothes. I don't know. It was That was sweet. And yeah. then another cute moment. And I'm curious if this will become a romance. So one of the fab four, Jiang, the one who's an artist, goes yes. to where John D works part time, finds her childhood best friend, and then just, who's working 
and is like, come with me. I have to talk to you. Walks her out of work mid shift. I wish that happened more in life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then he takes her to have tea to give her advice to give to John D. I don't remember what the advice was because I just remember him not subtly. He was flirting with this girl. Well, he seems like a flirt in general. Like, I don't think that he can, I don't think that he even knows how to turn that off. But, um, but she, the reason why he doesn't really get any advice out is because she starts talking over him and she's like, oh, so like, what kind of advice are you going to give? Like, you know, don't, I don't even remember what these isms were. Um, but it was like, basically it was all stuff about, oh, you know, like, don't, don't climb a tree that you're not able to handle and it'll that's terrible that's not what it was um can you help me Raul Rachel I I honestly don't remember what the advice was because in my head I'm going oh potential romance potential romance potential romance (laughs) between these two because she's giving back to him and he can't quite get through what his advice to John D would have been right and I'd be I'd be for that I think they'd be uh they're they're cute cute romance I'm into it I'm into it um and she was she was definitely very like kind of stunned when he walked in and she was you know yeah. she was there's definitely you know an initial attraction there um uh but yeah but she was she was saying she was basically getting up in arms on John D's behalf and she's like look she wasn't even the one who started this like it was Gu Jun-pyo who was after her the whole time and if you're about to tell me that she's you know gonna get herself in trouble or whatever like she didn't want this to begin with so you know you tell him to leave her alone and Mm -hmm. um, and then she kind of storms out Um, and that is a true friend yeah that's a good friend Um, that's a good friend yeah oh but okay but what prompted this what prompted um f4 guy the artist guy to go okay Um, is i think it's uh, J-I-Y-E-O-N-G, I think is what the subtitle said. Jiyong, so, okay. Jiyong. So what, what, what prompted Jiyong to go to um, her place of work and talk to the friend and give her advice or whatever was that there was a conversation in their little F4 clubhouse, because of course they have a clubhouse, um, which I think is on school grounds, by the way. That's <laughs> <laughs> the impression I've gotten. Um, and because... Gu Junpyo, I don't remember if this was before or after the whole overnight in the snow thing, but Gu Junpyo is like talking about John D and he's talking about how much he likes her basically and saying that he's going to um the 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 friends are like, you know, what what kind like what are you doing with John D? Like what kind of man are you? Like are you are you just going to you're just going to play around with her? Like what you haven't really like been invested in a girl before. Like what's, like, what's going on here? We kind of like her. Like she's a nice girl, you know, like what are you doing? And, and he's like, he's like, I'm the kind of man who takes it to the end. And they're like to the end. And he's like to the end. And, and they're like, but you know, like, you know what your family is like, you know, that we don't really have the kind of choice that you basically, you know, that your mother is going to pick your wife for you is, is what they say. But he doesn't really, like, he's all invested in John D. And so it sounds like from that conversation that he is taking that to the end. We'll, we'll see. They definitely are setting up 
for the mother to come back. And I'm very curious as to how that's all going to go. Like, is she going to bring in a, like, appropriate socioeconomic fiancé in her eyes for him? And then it's going to be, like, is she going to try for arranged marriage? Or is Jim Peele at some point going to give up his fortune to be like John D? Because he was, he said something along the lines of he's trying to become more common for her in the way he acts and dresses. He said to let his whole staff go because he wants to fit more into the mold of who she is. Yeah. Which again, a sweet sentiment, but I don't recommend that. Don't change yourself unless it's actually objectively for the better for people like, Oh, you, I don't know. You pay your taxes on time when you didn't before financial responsibility versus I straightened my hair because you don't like the curls. I mean, yeah, there's, there's different ways to improve oneself uh, right. in a romantic relationship. That's not so. Right. But I think that's it. He's, he's, he's doing the superficial improvements and he hasn't gotten to the heart level improvements yet, which is the important stuff, but we'll get there. We've got 21 more episodes to go. So. Yeah. Well, I will say that he does seem to have changed a lot from like who he is now, like waiting out in the snow for her for four hours and, you know, telling everybody in school that she's his girlfriend and so this is public now. Remember before he wanted her to be a secret girlfriend. And um, mm-hmm. so I do, I do think that he is definitely um, – he's – I don't know. He's definitely becoming like <laughs> – I, I just want to say like more of a real person because he was such a caricature of like a rich, entitled brat before. <laughs> yeah, he's beginning to come into his own a little bit. So I'm excited to see where episode five will take us because amen episode four that was it was a heavy note to end on seeing yeah that was dark john d all roughed up like that and bleeding i hope she's gonna be okay yeah well what i want to know is what does guju and pyo do next because he's just you know found out that her friend betrayed her and she was set up and blah 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 and she's so that's the last that we saw of him where he's just kind of processing this and we don't really know where he is. He's walked out of the hotel room, but we don't know where, where he's going. And she is, you know, in the like on the ground, on the cement, all bloodied up. And her bicycle on fire. I'm never going to get over that. Burnt uh, to a crisp. But can it I was just say hard. that no wonder. I have so much more sympathy for this poor boy from episode one that we never saw again, who was about to jump off of a freaking roof because of the bullying that he received at Shinra High. I have so much more sympathy for him, and we they are definitely setting up the school to show that that is, like, not necessarily an uncommon occurrence and not necessarily a dramatic – like, suicide was not necessarily <laughs> a dramatic reaction hmm. on, on the part of this kid. Because the way – like, with episode – with the first episode, it was like, wow, suicide? Really? Like, that's crazy. and. But now that we're really starting to see how these, how this school is, like, there are probably more kids who have actually successfully committed suicide. Like, what? I, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll see as the show goes on. But I do hope more, because we're seeing two of the Fab Four, like Jiang and I will learn the other guy's name. I'm keeping an eye out for it, but I don't think they've said it yet. Yeah, they are becoming more compassionate. They're taking John D's side and helping her figure out what happened. And they're mm-hmm. 
working to protect her in a way like all like they're having their bodyguards rough up people to get this name of this mystery guy who drugged her so um, i look forward to seeing them progress yeah because they were hopefully previously, other students they were previously just kind of like hangers on you know like we didn't really see them as people in their own right like we didn't see too much of their personality their choices their whatever they were just like Gujumpyo's friends and mm-hmm. obviously they had history together but we didn't really see them as people in their own right and I think we're starting to see that so I'm liking that too I'm really enjoying that uh have fun in Paris Jihu but I'm I'm enjoying seeing the other part of the Fab Four more now that he's his story arc is out of the way we're going to have more of these characters come forward same with yeah. John Dee's best childhood best friend from kindergarten yeah she seems yeah. great I, yeah. I really like her character. I like so. her. I'd like uh-huh. to see her come back. Um, and yeah, can we just say that I love that this love triangle, quadrangle, which then became a triangle or whatever, that they set up for so long, like three episodes, but it, it was three hours. It was like three and a half hours. So this was a long time. <laughs> they set that up and then they just like, they just like poofed it. They just like let that drop. Jihu is now gone. Oh, so yeah. is gone. We are now focused. There is no more love triangle. We are now focused on... Gujumpyo and John D. And I'm I'm just I don't know. I love that they just like they took all their time with that and set us up to like focus on that as a storyline. And then they were just like, nah, we're gonna do something else. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay. Let's see. I, again, this show does pretty well at subverting expectations because you're right. I think last night I talked to you about it being, oh, it's gonna be a love triangle now, and then we'll see how it goes. And no, it's it's and then there were two and then there were two yeah <laughs> yeah although okay so what do we think jihu is going to be up to in paris because i don't think that sohyun and jihu are gonna i don't think that that is gonna work out he's going after her for like in an attempt to make that work out but i don't think that's gonna happen what do you think i don't i also don't think it's gonna happen i believe jihu is going to return at some point who knows it and could be the next episode <laughs> They poofed him out, yeah. and they're going to poof him back in. There you go. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Good stuff. Well, on to episode five. hey What tea TNK were you drama for the win. What tea were you drinking tonight, Rachel? I did not partake in tea. I partook in hot apple cider. I also did not partake in tea. I partook of hot chocolate. So, anyway, it may not be hot liquids and K drama. Hot liquids and K drama. <laughs> and we're out. Thanks for joining the T and K drama conversation. See you next time here on the T and Gauntlet Network.